Make sure it's all running right. Let's see, here we go. This is a special edition tonight too with the B911. It's true. I don't really want to cover that though. No. That brings back some pretty sad memories. All right, say something so I know I got our voices on the same level. Are we live? Are we good? Testies, one, two. We are live. We are good. Got some music going. You can't hear it. I wish you could hear it. You won't get to hear it till later. But is it is it one of those songs like a bounce? Like a wow wow? Ah, it's pretty close. <laughs> it's pretty close. Man, we missed Sunday. I couldn't help it. No, you had you had people over. It's all good. Like Dude, I did it. One of my best. No one of my best friends in the world just showed up. Kind of. Uh, he called me the day before. He called me the day before. I didn't know he was coming. Called me the day before, and I couldn't pass up hanging out with him. And he ended up staying uh, two nights. I thought he was only going to stay one night, but I talked him into staying another one. Dude, I, I could I could talk for an hour about him and the stories and the things we've done together. It's insane. But I won't go there. It's college football pick 'em night. We're picking. Yes, we're picking this weekend's games. Scott picked the games. And then we'll pick who wins. So, what do you got? What going, like going going with the spread? Going going, yeah. Well, we should definitely go with the spread this week because. Um, ooh, but if I, you have if you have another showing like last week, though, we may have to not do the spread. Yeah, you just told me my record. What was it? <laughs> one and nine. How's that even possible? Well, the one game you got was Oregon over Nevada and All Oregon right. was Oregon was favored by 24 and they ended up winning by 71 oh alright well at least I figured that one out yeah what, so we, what we, was, got, we got those two what were a couple of the ones I missed that... a couple of them or all the rest yeah the other nine <laughs> <laughs> well okay well we'll start from the top here so uh Syracuse and Maryland. Maryland was favored by two. You took Syracuse. I took Maryland. Maryland won 63-20. Yeah, that was close. That was a good and game. And then uh, we both took Clemson to cover the 17-and-a-half-point spread. And, and then Clemson eight, won 24-10, and they got that touchdown with eight seconds left. They freaking got a garbage touchdown at the end. Yeah. To this. Yeah, that's just wrong. Against, what, their third-string defense, probably? And just... Knee the ball so I can win. Right. So then Nebraska and Colorado. Colorado was, uh, Colo Nebraska was favored by four. You took Nebraska. I took Colorado. Colorado ended up winning 34-31. Mm. And then Stanford at USC. USC was favored by a point. We both took Stanford. And we were both extremely wrong as USC won 45-20. Good grief. And then Callen Washington. Washington was favored by 14. We both took Washington. And this is probably, I would say, the upset of the day in my opinion. <clears throat> Al yeah. beat, beat Washington 20 to 19. That's crazy. Uh, let's see, West Virginia and Missouri. Missouri is favored by 13 and a half. You took West Virginia. I took Missouri. Missouri won 38 to 7. Oh, wow. Uh, South Florida and Georgia Tech. 
and we both took Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech won fourteen to ten, and <laughs> and the spread was six. Oh man! Right. So uh, that led us to BYU and Tennessee, and Tennessee was favored by three and a half, and BYU beat them in over two overtimes, twenty nine to twenty six. And mm. then I like I said, Nevada, Oregon. We both took Oregon. We got that one right because Oregon pretty much won that game after right, the first right. quarter. So um, what we're trying to say here is don't bet your mortgage payments on what we're telling you. Exactly. Okay. So the last one was the, um, I guess, the primetime matchup between LSU and Texas, which that was actually a pretty darn good game. That was a great game. Um, LSU was favored by six and a half coming in. We both took Texas. And we both were wrong, and LSU won 45-38. to 38. Good grief. Which leads us to you being 1-9 and nine for the week. 1-9 and nine for the week. And you were 4-6, and six, right? Right. All right, so what I say to that is let's move on. Because <laughs> that sucked. I'm glad I didn't, put any, I didn't put any money down last week. Did you? No. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I, you know it's funny. Since we moved here, obviously not having any casinos, yeah. um, I can't do. I mean, I could do it online, but I don't really trust that stuff anyway. Yeah, I don't either. Um, <clears throat> but I haven't, I haven't done a parlay in man a long time because being back in Nevada, obviously I can just stop in a casino and go drop one here and there. Yeah. Um, I never hit one in the eighteen years that I lived there. No. Uh uh-uh. but I'd also I'd also go in and I'd put five dollars down and try to hit like an eight teamer or a ten teamer, right, you know, right? Things like that is either you know put a little money down, put a little bit of money down and go big or go home. There you go. What, what's, what's the first game you got this week? Who's up? Uh, what? It's a Friday night game. Okay. Washington State travels down to Houston, and Washington State is favored by nine. All right. I don't know much about those teams. Well, Houston's got a uh, – they're, they're tough to read. Um, I'm trying to, to put it best words. Their, their points per game has been 34 for two games. They're one and one. Their loss was to um, Oklahoma. Okay. And then Washington State – their points per game is uh, 58 and a half. Oh, and I, I believe that they are, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say they're 2-0. Um, they have 449 passing yards per game, Washington State does. Houston, on the other hand, they're more of a um, run threat. But okay. they, run the, they run the spread. So they're, yeah, Washington State's 2-0. Houston is, they got a very mobile quarterback, but it's more, it's more option out of the shotgun running. So their rushing yards per game is about 238. Um, So, you know, if they can control the clock and have long drives, that might help the score a little bit. But personally, I think Washington State's going to, you know, win, I, I think win by more, honestly. Um, Houston's defense is not all that great. I, it sounds to me like I don't know what the over-under is, but I would take the over. 
Uh, yeah, the over-under is 74. Wow. Yeah, so there, this is going to be a high-scoring game, probably. Yeah. So Washington State beat New Mexico State 58-7 to and Northern Colorado 59-17. to Oh, crap. New Mexico State is should be playing at a D2 level. Um, to be honest with you, they're not very good. They haven't been in a while. And I think Northern Colorado is subdivision. I think they're mm, and Houston's, at, Houston's mm-hmm. at home, right? Houston's at home. I still think I'm okay. going to Washington State. I agree. All right, what's the next game? Uh, let's see. Next game is USC at BYU. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I skipped over. Uh, Pitt and Penn State. Pitt at Penn State. And Penn State is favored by 17. Penn State is 2-0. and Pittsburgh is 1-1. One and one. Yeah, and who yeah. did Pitt lose to? They, was... lost to? they lost to Virginia 30-14 to in their first game, and then they beat Ohio 20-10. to And Penn State's pretty much been rolling everybody that they've played. So they played Idaho, beat them 79-7, to and Buffalo 45-13. to what, um, What's the spread in this again? 17. <clears throat> yeah, I'm taking Penn State. At, yeah. at Penn State. Oh, yeah. In Happy Valley. I would agree on that one. Um, So next is USC at BYU, and USC is favored by four. Both teams are coming off of pretty exciting... Pretty pretty exciting and motivating wins. BYU obviously beating Tennessee in the double overtime. Yep. And in my opinion, USC shocking quite a few people with their true freshman quarterback um, beating Stanford. But, you know, Stanford also had a backup too as well. But they just, I mean, looking at Stanford, they're traveling to Central Florida. And Stafford only in their two games, their, um, their points per game is 18 and a half. Mm. But so obviously they don't score a whole lot. USC's points per game is 38 and BYU's is 20 and a half. Dude, I mean, I'm kind of linked. What's the spread? What is it again? Four, four and a half. And who's favored? USC. See, that's one of those trap lines. They're trying to get you to take BYU. Right. And BYU's one and one. So they lost their opener to Utah 30 to 12. And then they, like I said, they beat Tennessee 29, 26 in double overtime. I'm taking USC solely based on that spread. Okay. That Uh, means there's a lot of people taking USC and they're trying to get you to take BYU. And I'm taking... I'm taking USC. All right. You're taking okay. USC too? Yep. All right. And it was, what'd you say it was? Uh, four. Four. And Penn State was 17, right? Yes. All right. What else you got? Florida at Kentucky. Okay. And the spread is eight. And Florida is favored by eight. So you got two 2 and 0 teams. Kind of a rivalry, um, not the biggest one in the SEC, but nonetheless, it's a rivalry. Right. Um, both two and zero. Florida averages thirty-four and a half per game. 
Kentucky averages 38. Um, Florida's two wins have come from Miami in their opener, 24-20, and UT Martin, 45-0. Kentucky's two wins have been against Toledo, 38-24, and Eastern Michigan, 38-17. Kentucky has <clears throat> and has improved their football standing over the last couple of years. However, they lost pretty much everything that mattered to them last year. And um, Florida's defense has gotten a lot stronger this year. Um, they added a five-star transfer from Georgia to that already good defense. The only downside is, you know, that quarterback play at UF is a little sketchy. However, I'm saying UF, I'm saying UF holds Kentucky to 12 or 13 points. And, mm-hmm. and UF scores 28. I'm okay. going with UF on that. All right. Just because I don't think Kentucky's offense what it was, is what it was yet, uh, last year. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm taking Kentucky against Are you? the spread. Not not to win, but to cover. Okay. And because I think Florida Florida will win, but I think it might be seven or less. Um, just Kentucky playing at home and. You know, it being a bit of a rivalry, both two are, you know, both of them are two and zero. Oh. Right. Kentucky, Kentucky's gonna be playing a little fired up. Um, so I am taking Kentucky with the points. All right, I'm taking UF on that. I'm taking Florida. Okay. All right. Next up is Weber State or Weber State. Well, I don't know how they call it up there, but I think it's Weber. Yeah, it's a Idaho thing. Um, at Nevada. And Nevada is favored by nine. So Weber State is, um, they're a Division One AA or subdivision, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, Nevada is one and one. Both teams are one and one. Um, <clears throat> Nevada, you know, coming off their extremely one-sided loss against Oregon and then beating Purdue in their first game on a last-second field goal. Right. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna take some frustration and aggression out on Weber State, and I think they're gonna beat them well more than nine points. So it's a nine point spread. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I think um, they were just like you talked about. They were they were on a high after beating Purdue, and that was a trap game. I mean, they needed to play Weber State the next week after playing Purdue. Right. They didn't need to go in there and play Oregon. That 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 was bad timing. Well, and especially I mean Oregon losing to Auburn the way they did too. Yeah. You knew they were just gonna pour it on and I mean yeah. It yeah. was just gonna be shellacking, but I'm taking Nevada in that. Okay. You're taking them too, right? Yeah. Nevada. There you go. <laughs> you got it. Nevada. Right, next next up is uh your hometown team, Clemson, traveling yep. up to the Dome in Syracuse. And Clemson is favored by 27 and a half. Clemson, obviously, 2-0. Um, I think they've been kind of taking it a little bit easy as far as their offense. Um, I don't think they're hitting in all cylinders by any means. Um, right. And Syracuse is 1-1. One one. They beat Liberty 24 to nothing, and then they got their butts handed to them by Maryland. 63 to 20 last week. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's um, I think Clemson's gonna Clemson's gonna be Clemson. I mean, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna get out the gates early. They're gonna you know probably be up by twenty eight at halftime. Yeah. Um, you know, might maybe get another field goal or maybe one more touchdown in the third, and then probably call it the dogs. Um, but I think Syracuse is probably a little, little angry losing to Maryland like that. So I think, I think Syracuse will cover the 28 point spread, um, or 27 and a half. Um, but they're not going to win. Uh, yeah, they're definitely not going to win. I agree with you. I think, um, it seems like Syracuse is the only team that's really given Clemson problems in the last few years. Now, last year they beat Clemson beat them pretty handily, but they mm-hmm. actually lost to Syracuse the year before. Right and, up there in the dome. Yeah, and we're going right back to the same place. Syracuse at home. They're coming off a loss, a pretty bad loss. I think they're going to be fired up. Clemson's going to be Clemson. I think. I think Clemson wins by twenty-one. And if I lose this one, I'm done picking against Clemson. They can make the spread 93 points. I'll be like, yeah, I'll take Clemson. Cause you're gonna, you're gonna take them with the spread. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the spread. I'm gonna take okay. I'm gonna take Syracuse with the spread. Oh, you're taking. Syracuse. Oh, I'm taking Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if all right. And if Clemson blows me out again, <laughs> they, Clemson doesn't play a single ranked team the rest of the year now yeah, as well, of right this moment i mean they may play a ranked team later that moves up but yeah the acc overall is pretty weak weak, weak in general um but i mean but there's been some you know some surprising teams yeah there's been you some know, upsets but carolina and stuff like that but um yeah, yeah I'm ta- interesting. So I'm taking Syracuse. You're taking Syracuse too, right? Yep. All right. That's the pick. All right. So up next, we have my hometown team, okay. uh, TCU. And they're traveling up to Indiana to play Purdue. And TCU is favored in this one by two and a half points. Hmm. So TCU was off last week. They opened up with Arkansas Pine Bluff. And beat them thirty-nine to seven. Okay. Purdue's one and one. They lost to Nevada opening weekend, and they beat them <coughs> forty-two to twenty-four. Mm. So they put up numbers. Okay. So Purdue, you know, they're averaging probably somewhere in the thirties. Yeah. Um, so I mean, this could be a both teams open it up and run shotgun, run the spread. I mean, it could be, you know. The over/under is set at 51. I think if I'm taking it, I, Shoot, I would probably I'd take, take the over. over on that. Yeah, uh, you know, it could it could end up being a total of you know close to 70 points by the end of it. Um, <clears throat> but I just think I, I'm not I'm not sold on Purdue. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take TCU. Yeah. See, I think that's one of those. It's two and a half points, right? Mm-hmm. Or two, two and a half, or two. Two, two and a half. See, I think that's one of those trap lines again. They're trying to get you to take TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go contrarian on this. I'm going to go for Purdue. 
I think they've – I haven't seen enough out of TCU yet, and they haven't really played anybody. Right? I mean, they played two small schools so far, right? Who, TCU? Yeah. No, they've only played one. They had a bye week last week. Okay, so they've played a small school. Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah. Um, I'm going – Purdue's played a good team at least once. I'm going with Purdue. Okay. And because I think that line is a trap. So Vanderbilt's a good team? Um, They're better than whatever Pine Bluff. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. I'm not saying TCU's not a good team. I'm saying yeah, the way it enough. looks to me, Purdue's at home. The line is begging you to take TCU, which means the smart money's on Purdue. So that's that's what I'm basing it on. Yeah, I hear you. What's next? Uh, let's see. Next game up is Maryland at Temple. I'll tell you what. And Maryland is favored by seven. Only seven. Only seven. And here's why. Who'd they lose? No, Maryland is 2-0. and oh. They're averaging... 71 points per game in two games. Right. Temple is 1-0, and they scored 56. They had 507 passing yards in their one game that they played. Who did they play, though? I think it was... Let me find it. Hold on. Um, let's see. Maryland's 21 in the nation. Let's see, Temple played Bucknell. And it was 56 to 12. They won. Maryland is 2 and 0. And they have played Howard 79 to nothing. Yep. And Syracuse 63 to 20. I'm, I'm extremely impressed with Maryland's offense. I did not know they had that. Um, not so much the Howard game, but, you know, playing Purdue, Purdue a Power 5 team. And freaking blowing the doors off of them. Um, that was impressive. I, I'm totally taking Maryland in this. Which no, is, Maryland, Maryland beat Syracuse. Syracuse, I mean, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah a, but a Power 5 team. Syracuse, not Purdue. Right. Um, which it may turn out Syracuse is a joke. I don't know. They may not be good at all. Who we'll knows? find out later. But I, either way, I'm still impressed with the offense they came out with against Syracuse. I don't care what ACC team he played. That's yeah, stupid. I mean, they're in their in Maryland's two games. I mean, they're averaging over 630 yards per game. 300 on the ground, 300 in the air, and 330 on the ground. So they're even they're even balanced in doing this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got. I'm I'm looking at their stats right now. They have four four running backs that have scored at least one touchdown. Holy smokes. One of them has scored four, and he has the least amount of yards on the season. He's the goal line guy. Yeah, he's got 20 carries, 39 yards. Or, I mean, 93 yards. He's got 20 carries and four touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> his, longest, his longest run is 20 yards. I mean, it could he could have been, you know, he could have ran it late in the game and, you know, busted one open. Who knows? But right. the, biggest, the biggest factor is the Virginia Tech transfer, Josh Jackson their quarterback his qb rating as of right now mm -hmm. is 165 
He's thrown seven touchdowns and one interceptions for 541 yards in two games. I'd take that. I'm going Maryland all the way, even though. Oh yeah. Even though that line seems, I mean, it just seems way off. I would have thought it'd been 14. Way more, yeah. Or at least another, yeah, another touchdown or something. Which and what stinks is I'm not gonna be able to watch most of these games. What are you doing? Oh, Hannah's got a volleyball tournament. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, see, I'm gonna get to watch all of them because Good for you. Saturday is the opening season of deer season, but only for youth hunters. So ah. I'm gonna drop Kate off about 5:45 in the morning, and then I'm coming home taking a nap and watching TV. And I bet you he sits in the stand all day long. <laughs> He's so excited he can't stand it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm watching football Saturday. Good for you. I'll be watching on my phone, but just like checking scores. But uh, let's see. Up next is Florida State at Virginia. And Virginia is favored by seven and a half. Oh, now see, that's a scary line. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. See, I was just about to tell you I didn't care what the line was. I was taking Florida State. But that... They're begging... See, they're begging you to take Florida State, too. Yeah, yeah. And so, Virginia's number 25 in the nation. They're 2-0. They beat Pittsburgh uh, 30-14 and William & Mary 52-17. Florida State lost to Boise State in the opener, 36-31, and then they beat University of Louisiana Monroe in overtime. I know. 45-44. That was insane. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't trust Florida State. I don't either. I think it's going to be close, but I, I think Virginia at home, I think Virginia is going to get them. Um, I think they're going to maybe beat them by 10 or 9, somewhere in there. I think they'll cover. I'm with you. Until Florida State proves me wrong, mm-hmm. I'm picking against them. So you're oh, going Virginia? Uh, yeah, did I, I picked Florida State last week, didn't I? Uh, let me check. I think I did. Was that one of the games? No, it wasn't. Okay. No, yeah. that, was in the, that was in the first week you picked them against Boise State. Yeah, until they pr- – until they prove me wrong, I'm picking against them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, and it's the Taggart factor, the yeah. Willie Taggart factor. So yes, yes. yes. I, I'm going with UVA. All right, and our last game is Iowa at Iowa State, and Iowa is favored by two and a half points. Is this a Scott Lock or what is this? No, Scott Lock's coming next. Okay, cool. Iowa, you said who's favored? Iowa by two and a half. And so Iowa is 2-0. Uh, they beat Miami of Ohio 38-14, and they shut out Rutgers 30 to nothing. Okay. So they're, they're, I mean, they're standard. They're normal. They have good defense. Um, Iowa State is 1-0, and their one win was that triple overtime thriller against Northern Iowa um, where they got extremely lucky when their running back fumbled on third down and the ball happened to go forward just enough to where the quarterback recovered it for a first down. Oh, crap. And then the running back 
they gave it back to him and he scored the game winning touchdown or else they would have had to kick the field goal right to tie it and they would have right. gone to a fourth overtime right so yeah that's how they lucked out and beat northern iowa <laughs> so with that said what do you think i'm taking i'm taking iowa i'm taking iowa. I, it's 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 gonna i mean it's a rivalry <laughs> game you know it's a it's a big in-state game right um, and they always play it pretty tight, but I think either Iowa wins with a field goal or a late late touchdown, or right, or they they you know they they stand them on a drive and run out the clock. Some so it's going to be something along those lines. I don't I don't see it being a blowout either way. Right, but you never know. You know <clears throat> the slate of games this week is not that great, but no. <clears throat> Next week is going to be awesome. We start getting into conference play. There's, I think there's some uh, top 25 matchups. It's uh, starting well, next it's, week. Things are going to get fun. Yeah, I mean, to kick off the Friday night games, Utah is going to be at USC. So that could be, if both teams win, that could be a very, very interesting game. Yeah. Um, Michigan goes to Wisconsin. That'd be a good game. Um, Auburn's at A&M. That'd be a good game. Notre Dame at Georgia. That's going to be a nerve-wracking game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. That one's going to make me a nervous wreck. <clears throat> that one's... Yeah. I've had that one yeah, mark, other, mark on the calendar other, for a while. Other, other than that, um, that's kind of about it for next week. I mean, there's decent ones, not great, but right. Um, all right, so are you taking Iowa as well? Oh, 100 percent. Okay, so my Scotty Lock. Yep. I'm taking Miami over Bethune Cookman. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> well, way to take a risk there. <laughs> what is uh, the spread? 41 points and i will take the points you're gonna take miami or take bethune cookman i no, i'm taking miami with 41 okay all right (laughs) (laughs) hey it is miami are you sure they can do it yeah i don't know i don't know we'll see watch me lose so a couple of games um that i'm interested on a different note yeah um Hawaii is traveling to Washington. Okay. Hawaii, Hawaii secretly because they play like at you know midnight half the time. Yep. They're two and zero. Okay. They can put up some numbers. Um, they got one of the receivers is leading, is one of the top receivers in the league or in the in the in NCAA. They beat Arizona 45-38, and they beat Oregon State. 31-28. So they've already beat two Pac-12 teams and they're looking to find they're looking for the trifecta here. Okay. This Saturday. Um another one is I want to see how bad Oklahoma whoops up on UCLA. Um that is a I guess a primetime game if you want to call it that because it's um it's on Fox at 7. What's the spread? What's the spread on that? Because one twenty-three points. Ooh, okay, that's a lot. Yeah, but UCLA, <clears throat> UCLA is zero and two. 
and they have not played well. They lost to Cincinnati 24-14, and they lost to San Diego State 23-14. So, right. you know, it seems like they have a ceiling of 24 points, and I don't think it's going to get much better going against Oklahoma, even though Oklahoma's defense isn't that right, right. stellar. But with that being said, Oklahoma's two wins are against Houston 49-31 and South Dakota 70-14. to Yeah. So, I I just I, I I'm thinking it's going to be something along the lines of like, you know, fifty six to maybe seventeen, maybe twenty. I mean, yeah. I I think they're just they're going to run them out of out of the Rose Bowl. I agree. I agree. Hey, um, staying on football but switching gears. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, other than OJ Simpson, have you ever seen? A football player that has controversy follow him around like Antonio Bryant. Antonio Bryant. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, It's insane. I know. So, I mean, obviously, it's the other stuff is all self induced, right? So the whole drama with at the Steelers, like, I mean, Raiders, just play. Oh, the Steelers too. Yeah. Yeah, right? So he's, he's trying to throw Big Ben under the bus. I don't know what – nobody really knows except for the people there what truly happened. But, right. you know, it's – why, why create that environment? You know what I mean? And then everything that he did with the Raiders was I, – I think those were all reasons for him to try to get out of there. I don't think he really wanted to be there. Right. But the new allegations now, um, you know, I've, I've learned just – you know, through age and wisdom, I guess, is to don't judge the situation until yeah. all the facts come out. Right. And just the way it looks at the moment, it seems to be that she's trying to get some money out of him. It almost looks like it's an extortion yeah. lawsuit because she's going straight to a civil suit and there's yeah. no criminal <clears throat> charges at all. And if he, if he did what right. he said he did, then why didn't, why he, didn't she go to the police? right away right why she keep that. training him yeah but here's the other thing <clears throat> excuse me and this is what i tell my son all the time if you want to stay out of trouble don't put yourself even in a position that you can be accused of it right even if she's making it up he put himself in that position mm-hmm. you know one, one way or another, whether he did private one-on-one training where there's no yeah. evidence of, or a third person saying, no, I saw everything, nothing happened. You know what I mean? Right. He still put himself in that position. Right. And I'm not saying he did anything or didn't, but my advice to my son <clears throat> as he grows older is don't put yourself in a position where somebody could make an accusation and people might actually believe it. Just Correct. avoid it altogether. Like... And it's sad to say, but really, don't be alone with a girl in her house by herself. I mean, it sounds stupid, but at 18, 19, 17, 18, 19 years old, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Have friends with you. Have somebody around you. Something that can say, oh, no, she's making that up. I was there. Because they can take everything from you. Everything. Yep. By making up a story. Even if it's... Even if they find out it's not true later, you still get stuck with that stigma of, but maybe he did. You know what I mean? 
Right, so, exactly. I, exactly. That, it's one of the things I really like about Mike Pence. Mike Pence will not have a meeting with a woman by himself. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a congresswoman. Nobody. You know why? Not because he's going to do anything, but because nobody can point a finger and say, oh, but, you know, you did this to me. He can say, no, I didn't. Bobby was sitting right there and he can tell yep. you I didn't. Correct. So it's sad that we got to be that protective of ourselves, but we really do. Like my son said something to a kid on Instagram the other day and it wasn't bad. It, the kid was kind of upset when he found out my son was on varsity and so the kid ragged on my son about how bad they lost. Mm-hmm. And my son, unfortunately, responded with, well, you're just mad because you're not on varsity. When I found out, I let him and said, even if you believe that's truth, don't say that. Because right. the Internet's forever. And if you ever get recruited, they're going to go back through everything you ever said. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, it's true. I said, it doesn't matter if it's true. It doesn't look good. I was like, just don't say that. Keep it off the internet. If you want to say that to him in person, say it. But, and I don't think he meant anything real bad by it. He was getting picked on, so we picked on him back. Right. And I told him, just don't do anything anybody can ever point to and go, aha. Because they'll, they'll nitpick your one quote on the internet, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they won't show the whole conversation. They'll be like, look what a turd this kid is. Look what he said. Right. It, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yep. So, but I, um, I've never been, I've not always been perfect in that aspect, but I do work very hard at, like I had a friend one time, his wife's wanting to text me stuff about football. And I went to the guy and said, look, I would prefer you text me and ask me about what time the game is. I prefer you text me and ask where we're picking them up. Has nothing to do with your wife. You're much better looking than I am. I know there's nothing going on. I said, but appearance-wise, for me, mm-hmm. your wife, mm-hmm. my wife, and you, there shouldn't be text messages between the two of us. It should be me and you, not her and me. Right. And he's like, oh, you're right. She just doesn't think about that stuff. But I don't know. Avoid the appearance of evil. That's just don't give anybody an opportunity to point a finger you know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. Yep, I hear you. <clears throat> so, I think Antonio, whether he did it or not, he put himself there. Yes. And so, he's really got nobody to blame but himself right now. But you know what? That's all athletes right now. That temptation is there all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing more of them don't get sued. It blows me away, to be honest. Right. But, what? hey, yes, what do you sir. know? What's going on in baseball? Well, the Dodgers clinched their seventh straight National West title last night. That's amazing. Does that beat the Does that beat the Braves record? I do not think so. I think they had nine or ten. Okay. That's a Steve Avery question. I bet he'd know. Yeah, Steve um, would know. He was there. Yeah, at least for most of them, if not yeah. all of them. Um. And let's see, they play their Dodgers, at least for, you know, for me, whatever. Um, They're playing the Orioles, so they should be taking care of business as we speak. They were up two two to one last I saw 
Um, oh, nope. Baltimore's up 5-2. So all the, I think all the guys that were hung over from last night from the celebration um, are not Take, playing tonight. Taking a break. Yeah. The um, um, <clears throat> With the Braves, Acuna's chasing the 40-40. He's close. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, they are four games back of the Dodgers for home field advantage. So there's still a lot yet to, to happen in the National League. Um, yeah. You know, they still have to clinch number one. Uh, Atlanta does. They're up three right three one right now on Philly in the seventh. Yes. They got Ozzy Albies and Acuna are on base and um Freddie Freeman's up to bat, two outs. But um <clears throat> who got hurt this week? I'm trying to remember. Kristen Yelich. Yelich got hurt. So that yeah, opens fract- the door. Fractured, fractured his kneecap on a ball he fouled off and what sucks is as far as a wild card goes the brewers are only a game out behind the cubs for that second wild card and so that's gonna i mean that i mean that kind of come at a worse time for them honestly um you know let's just hope that they kind of you know hold it together and and can push through i mean he's he's out for the year anyway i mean yeah He's not coming back from that by playoff time, I don't think. Um, but Cardinals are in first place in the Central with up four games. Um, on the Cubs, Brewers are five games out. Braves are up in the East. Um, and the Nationals are nine and a half back okay. from them. Uh, and the Nationals are the leaders in the clubhouse in the wild card. They're up two and a half games on the Cubs. Uh, like I said, the Dodgers have clinched the West and the Yankees moving to the American League. Uh, Yankees in the East are up eight games over the Rays. Pretty much uh, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles are pretty much out of it. Yeah. And the Red Sox fired their general manager, too. Really? I, yeah, which I find odd considering what they won the World Series last year and like. Yeah, <clears throat> that had to be personal differences. That's the only thing I can imagine. Yeah, something. Um, so it looks like the Yankees and the Astros are in a race here for um, one, the first one to clinch their division, and then also for home field, as the Yankees are ninety-five and fifty-one, and the Astros are ninety-five and fifty-one. They'll they'll probably both end up with a hundred wins. Yeah, I would think so. Astros oh. are up. Astros are up uh, in the West by nine and a half games over the Athletics. Uh, Rangers, Angels, and Mariners are pretty much they're out of it. Um, they're twenty three, twenty eight, and thirty five games behind the Astros. Okay. Uh, the Twins are in the lead here in the Central. They're five games up on the Indians, and White Sox, Royals, and Tigers are out of it as they are 25, 36, and 45 games back. Oof. And like I said, the Yankees are up on the Rays. Red Sox are 18 games back. Blue Jays are 38 games back. And Orioles are 48 games back. Okay. So the <clears throat> for the worst team in baseball is the Tigers have the edge right now as they are 43 and 100. Oh, they they're the worse first, than the Orioles? Yep. They are the first team to lose 100 games this year. Hmm. Worst team in the National League. 
Here's the Marlins at 51 and 93. That's pretty bad, too. Mm. <coughs> so what's um <clears throat> what's your plans for the rest of the week? What you got going on? You got the volleyball tournament Saturday. Well, and then they start uh, district Friday night. Oh, okay. Of our schools in our school district. Um, they just played a team from Red Oak, which is a town about 30, 30 minutes east of here. Uh, they're they're a division division lower than us they're 5a okay but um my daughter's team is now 11 and 1 and their game on tuesday last night went three sets and it was a very exciting match as they lost their first set 25 22 then they came back and they won 25 27 okay they were down 18 to 8 at one point in the third set and they came back and they won 26-24. Oh wow. So it was it was very it was a very exciting match. That sounds and, like it. And then our uh the ninth grade B team won in three sets, and then our varsity won in five sets. And uh our varsity is now twenty-seven and four, I believe, and I think they're ranked seventeenth nationally. Oh wow. I, you know, <clears throat> I don't understand volleyball a whole lot, so that'd be <laughs> tough. But yeah, 17th nationally, that's, uh, I'd say you're probably doing pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, the number one team in the nation is in tro- a city called Trophy Club, which is just kind of on the northern edge of the DFW area. Yeah. Uh, it's called Byron Nelson. <clears throat> okay. And. They're, they're number one in the nation um, and in a couple of polls. Um, there's another poll where my alma mater, Redondo Union, is 13-0, and 0, and they're number one in the nation. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I mean, there's there's some pretty good, there's, Texas is starting to become known in the volleyball world for their volleyball. Usually it's, a you know, you think of volleyball, you think of Florida, you think of California. Right. Um in the according to prepvolleyball.com um preseason top 40 teams in the nation 14 of them were in the state of texas and 10 of them were from the dallas fort worth area holy smokes yeah and then the second <coughs> i'd say y'all got the lockdown on volleyball yeah and then the the second most populated state in the top 40 was california and all of them were from southern california so Torrey Pines, Modern Day, Redondo, um, a couple other schools down there and stuff like that. But yeah, so most of the most of the ten schools in the DFW area are six A schools. Yeah. So that means when it comes playoff time, at some point, these teams are all going to face each other. Yeah. At some point, they're going to knock each other off. Right. So. Like Flower Mound's another one. Lovejoy, which is out by Mesquite, um, they're extremely good too. I mean, these are all like you know top twenty in the nation type things. Right. And yeah, it's just it's amazing. I mean, we got <clears throat> one of our better players is hurt right now, but we got a girl that's going to University of Texas. And I tell you, when she she'll, I don't know how these girls can even 
attempt to pass her hits, but I, I she's got to be clocked up upwards somewhere in 65 to 70 range, if not more. And she's like, oh, she's, I mean, she's like six foot plus she gets up too, right? Yeah. And it's a full on, I mean, she comes flying and it's a full on swing like she's throwing a 95 mile an hour heater. And you can just <laughs> hear it off of her hand, just a boom. And yeah. I mean, you know, when she hits. Um, the girl that's hurt is a junior and she's already committed to go to Georgia. There so, we go. You got some smart so, people out there too. Her name is Lyric Stewart. So that may give you a reason to start, to start watching Georgia volleyball here in the in two years. Lyric Stewart is her name. And then our setter is going to TCU for sand. Gotcha. Next year. So <clears throat> I don't even know uh, they had sand college volleyball. Yeah. It's starting to pick up. Um, there's, I want to say like 20, 30 programs throughout the nation right now. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's steadily starting to pick up the pace. It's going to be the new easiest Avenue for female athletes to get a scholarship because yeah. there's going to be a lot of schools that are going to start a program. They're going to need players. Right. Right. So that's one of the reasons why Hannah is playing sand on top of the fact that she loves it. Um, right. and she's pretty good at it is hopefully that will be a much easier avenue than going on court because looking percentage wise out of all high school volleyball athletes 1.9 percent will get off will get a chance to go play at a d1 i know so the odds are not in your favor at all and compared to baseball baseball is six percent so even still that's not a great percentage right but volleyball is even even worse really you know, and this and especially with her being a libero or or a defensive specialist there's only three or four of those girls on each college team mm. so you that you, at that position that probably is you know down to a you know 0.5% chance of playing at a D1 just, you know, having that one position. Right. I uh, That's why I wish my daughter would play golf. Oh, it's, that, that's easy money right there. I know, I know it. I know it. The 80s. <laughs> if you can just hit it in the fairway and two-putt in girls' golf, you can get a college scholarship. Yep. I, oh, I tried. I, I tried to get her out there. and I mean, she had fun. She likes to hit the ball in the range and stuff like that, but I think it's just too slow for That's what right my now. daughter at, says, too. At, at, at this point, you know. My daughter yeah, loves basketball. I mean, eats, sleeps, drinks, breathes, and she's good. She She's good. She's she's in eighth grade um, this year, and she's really hoping she makes JV instead of middle school. But mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. But hey, a word for my son. My son's ninth grade. He's on varsity. So there you go. We finally have a game this weekend. We might have a shot at winning. Good. It's not a terrible team either. Like last year, they were a top ten team, but this year they're smaller, and they're not quite as good. They lost a lot of seniors. So at least I don't think this is gonna be a blowout. Only downside is the game is an hour and a half away. Mm. But um. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But they, yeah, they started him last week on varsity on at safety. Good. He he made the news, the local news, not the way he wanted to, <laughs> but he was on video getting beat by a six foot four Megatron 
looking dude. I mean, the dude was huge. I mm-hmm. bet he was 6'4", 215, uh, playing wide receiver, and he was guarding him. And the guy got one step on him, went up, he got it. I mean, there was nothing he could do about it. Yep. Corner fade, man. It was a beautiful pass. Great catch. But, oh, yeah, so big number two on my son's back right in the video. Like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only touchdown he's given up so far in his first two varsity games. So. Well, that's good. He's doing pretty good. That's good. But you know what? That that stuff happens in college and it happens in the NFL. I mean, if he's oh, yeah. in the right, if, if he's in position to make a play, I mean, you can't height's height and somebody out jumps you. I mean, it's like basketball for a rebound. I mean, you can't do anything oh, about yeah. it. it. Dude, though, it was funny looking because the guy looked like Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And then you see my son, who's 14 years old. The other guy's 18. He's 14. My son's five nine and a half, 145 pounds. <laughs> the guy looked just like Calvin Johnson lining up against mm-hmm. him. I'm like, good luck. Hey, but he did only let him have three total passes the whole game. That's good. So he did a good job. He had him covered up. That's one thing I've learned. He's covered guys so good, it's rare that they're throwing to the person he's covering. It's really kind of amazing. So even though it'd be nice to see him get interceptions and hit people, he's got his guy covered up so bad they're not throwing to him. So, yeah. Well, you got you to gotta start his recruiting profile, man. Oh, I know. He's on Huddle. You can find him. Yeah. You, gotta, you can you find gotta, him on Huddle. Gotta, I started one for Hannah and, and uh, got her on a little Twitter feed, put her, post her videos and stuff. Yeah. I haven't done that, but he's on Huddle. He's got... He's got over a hundred followers on Huddle. I don't even know where they came from. <laughs> so he posts his highlights and people watch him. But um, it's interesting. We're uh, we're homeschooling, so we're trying to figure. We're trying to navigate the NCAA requirements for homeschoolers, which mm-hmm. they have a whole department dedicated to it now, which is nice because when when I was playing, they didn't know what to do with us. And mm-hmm. um, that's the only reason I didn't go to Georgia. I went to go sign my scholarship offer. And as I'm signing it, the coach goes, we ought to go downstairs and just make sure that the admissions department is okay with you being homeschooled. I was like, oh, okay. Well, we went down there. I got a 1060 on the SAT, which is not great, but it's not bad either. <clears throat> and they said, oh, no. Our scholarship homeschool athletes have to have a 1250. Oh Lord! Yeah, and I was like, "Well, what does a non, what does a regular guy have to have?" They said, "Oh, if you go to public school, seven eighty. Uh huh. That's what I got. <laughs> I made I made ten sixty. Actually, seven fifty is what they told me. Yeah. I made ten sixty, and I did not qualify for my. I had a sixty five percent offer uh, at Georgia. That sucks. So I ended up going JUCO. I ended up getting drafted before going to JUCO anyway, but um, but otherwise I would have played at Georgia. And it's so funny. I had pen to paper, and the coach was like, hey, just before you sign that, let's go to admissions. Well, they've changed that now. They've got – they do have more stringent guidelines for homeschoolers, but mm-hmm. at least they give you the guidelines. Back right. then, it was school by school made their decision. And now it's an, – NCAA's got their own page dedicated to it. So we're trying to navigate that. That's what we spent most of today doing. 
with Cade. Not that he'll ever get a chance, but if he does, we don't want to screw it up. So, anyway. Well, man, I'm going to get back to work. Let's let's hope I do better than one and nine next week. Um, This week. I better do better than one and nine because if I I do, that means you're only going to be two and eight. Correct. (laughs) No, no, that's not true because we only have two that are different. That's what I'm saying. If I'm one and nine, you're going to end up two and eight. Yeah. Right? The only game we got different, I'm taking Florida over Kentucky. You're taking um, TCU over Purdue. Mm-hmm. Or you could end up set three and seven, and I could end up one and nine, right? Yeah. Well, right. no, could well, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Somewhere around there. Yep. Let's do better this week, cause I'm, you know, I hate to think, <laughs> I hate to think some of our fans are spending their money on our picks. Right. No Especially kidding. after last week. Hey, but yeah. I tell you what, when I go ten and zero, you dang sure I'm gonna bring it up and tell you everybody, y'all all should have put your money down. I was, I was positive. <laughs> I was on it. I was, I was on, on it. it. Scott and I were on it. Take that, Scotty Lock, Miami ever Bethune Cookman. Bethune Cookman. Scott's t- saying Miami's going to be in by more than 41. Bet your house. Do it. All right. Check us out on prosportstalk.live. Check us out on uh, Spotify and iTunes. So, guys, if you got questions or if you got your own picks, let us know. Go to our Facebook page. And, uh, Scott, I hope you all have a great weekend with volleyball. You too, bud. And, um, Pray for football. Pray Cade stays healthy because he's yep. he's I the hope they get only, a W. He's the only skill position player on varsity in ninth grade right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just praying some 300 pound lineman doesn't land on him. But yeah, no kidding. Anyway, let's get out of here, guys. Have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. See ya. We got that. We got that. We got that.